Hi everyone, just before we jump into the episode, I wanted to let you know about my brand new course at Education Business Club. So it's all about coming up with your big idea for your education business. And I wrote this course because I see that one of the biggest barriers to getting a business going successfully is being really clear on your idea. So who is it that you're serving? What is the problem that you're solving? Why is it a good idea? And knowing whether or not you'll want to stick with the idea long term. So in the course, I teach the 18 reasons why your business ideas will work and won't work and the six key ingredients that you need to make sure that you have a viable idea. You're going to come away from the course being really clear on your new education business idea, whether that's you starting a business for the first time, maybe you're adding another income stream into your existing business, or even maybe you just want to sense check what you've done so far if you've been in business for a few years. It's not a long, onerous course. I didn't want to do that to you but it will provide you with lots of action-focused information that you can just start acting on straight away. You can find the course at educationbusinessclub.co.uk forward slash training. Thank you so much for listening to that. And here is today's episode. This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. So today we're talking about moving forward on your business ideas. When we know which ideas we should stick with and give our all to, then we really increase the chances of being successful. I've seen it in my own businesses, but I've also seen it in my clients' businesses as well. So I'm going to tell you a story to start with about one of my mentoring clients, Now, this client is absolutely brilliant at ideas and seeing what's missing in the market. In fact, they remind me of myself quite a lot. And the problem is, is that 18 months ago, they didn't really have a team. It was all down to them. And they were spreading themselves too thinly because they had three businesses on the go. And they were putting just so much effort into a business that they were running with friends that wasn't really bringing them any rewards rather than putting their all into a business that was solely theirs and that could really have a big impact on others' lives and also their life as well. In fact, this business with friends was more like a thing that had just fallen out of being friends with other business people rather than solving a problem that people really needed help with solving, whereas the business that was solely theirs, that had a big mission that was doing big things for many children and parents. You know, mentoring that obviously um, I do with Ed, it gives you such a privileged insight into someone's life and business. And I honestly, oh, I love it so much. And I also get to ask for permission to ask the difficult questions and say the difficult things. And that's something that I've really valued on the receiving end from coaches and mentors as well. It is uncomfortable, I'm not going to lie, but it helps you grow. And ultimately, it helps you get to where you want to go. So this client had too many things going on, too many priorities. And because I was viewing this as a whole piece from a bird's eye view, because I wasn't in it, I was able to see that too many priorities meant not having any priorities at all. And certainly not making the most important thing, the most important thing was an issue. So what happened? Well, I'm pleased to say that this particular client did take my advice and evaluated which was the best idea for them. They answered my difficult questions. 
which was going to give them the financial rewards that they actually wanted, which could be scaled more easily and profitably, which would work well in the current climate. What were they going to be able to sustain continued passion for? Because being left holding the baby in a business where you've started it with friends and maybe not that many of them care about it, it's not exactly going to set your passions running high, is it? So they made a shift. They focused on one business and everything changed. So where is that client now? Well, they're building a team. They're on the way to seven figures. They're systemizing and they're processing their business so that they can spend more time with the family. So me, as an ex-performer, I really understand the power of story. We can see ourselves in a story and we can take the lessons that we need to learn from it. So what can we learn from this story? I want you to pause for a moment and really reflect on that. What can you learn from this story? Do the lessons only apply for a new business idea or do they also apply to the smaller ideas that we have to grow our businesses as well? Because I think the lessons apply to all ideas, especially the smaller ones in our business that fuel our business growth. So here's the three lessons that I think we can learn from this story. Lesson one, ideas that you should pursue solve problems that clients really need solving for them. It's not just because it seems like a nice idea, it solves a problem for clients. And as you grow your business, it might solve a problem for colleagues as well. So a big idea that I'm working on at the moment at Classroom Secrets is called the Development Toolkit. So this is actually a series of trainings, resources, and applications for specific learnings and tools that will help our people grow into the next version of themselves. So I know at Classroom Secrets, we're great at developing our people. And I really wanted to add to that and formalize it because I identified that some people might be falling through the net and I don't want that to happen. So I'm solving that problem. Lesson two. You have to check that it's viable and it has longevity. So the development toolkit that I'm delivering is a legacy that will be developed over time and added to. It's got smaller ideas within it and moving parts as well. But they're all exciting to me and they bring loads and loads of value. So the very nature of trying to run three businesses all at a similar stage means none of them are valuable or have longevity because you can't give each of them the attention they need. You're just going to burn out and feel resentful quickly. Lesson three, evaluate how quick and easy an idea is to deliver. So in the story, the business with friends was hard because nobody had specific responsibilities for things. Lanes had not been defined. So is the idea a quick win that relies solely on you so it's possible to just get it done? Or does it require time or skills from someone outside of yourself, even if you don't have a team? You know, there are lots of variables here depending on where you are. For example, if you do have a team, do they have capacity for it? Or do they have the skills? If it costs money, can you afford it? Do you have the time and availability to make sure that you get the results that you want and does your life allow for it? One of the reasons that Classroom Secrets was successful in the beginning was my access to Ed, my husband. So he had the skills that I didn't have to answer the quick technical questions, 
I'm actually pretty good with tech and I'm very resourceful as well, but I could get to it much quicker by asking Ed to get me the answers and letting him do the legwork on that because he loves the tech. He loves it. So if I asked about whether something was possible or for help in a certain area, then he'd actually be very quick at helping me because he was really interested in it as well. You know, if I ask him to do the dishwasher or put up flat pack furniture, hmm, he's not as enthusiastic. He could do it very well, but it's just not something that he finds interesting. He finds it boring. So the lesson here then is, do you have the right people in your life to make your ideas a reality? Are you expecting to build your business life around working 24-7 despite having small children? and only realistically having between 9.30 and 2.30, Monday to Friday, to concentrate, does it line up? So what I learned through my business journey, setting up a chair cover business, a dance school, a jewellery business, and a private tuition business, is that we can have huge ideas and be passionate about them, but we're much more likely to achieve them if we can find a way to align them to the support we have in our lives instead of trying to go out there and find the support that we need. Obviously, that is possible, but it's a lot harder. So really think about who you need to rely on for your next idea to come to fruition and if that's possible. Because in the early days, I kept that to Ed and I alone because I knew that I could get both of us to follow through. And then as we grew, it obviously included a team that we were paying. And just as a side note, because I've mentioned paying, um, I kind of want to demonstrate this point really that I'm really passionate about and it does link to this um, having the right support. But have you ever had a family member or a friend offer to do work for free for you? I never, ever, ever go there. It doesn't work. That's not that I don't employ family members. I do, but they get paid. Um, When you're not paying somebody, you lose leverage. You lose control. Your business becomes a hobby or someone's community project and you can't really trust if the results are actually going to happen because fair exchange isn't taking place. It's, it's just not right. It's not a good balance. So that's just something to consider when you think about support because if they won't let them, um, if, if they won't let you pay them, then I just don't want you to do it. So what is holding you back from your ideas at the moment? What lessons can you take from today's episode and my client's story to propel you forward this week on focusing on the ideas that are important and then delivering them? Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk.